Hello, I'm Angela Barnes. And I'm John O'Farrell. Or something like that. Detail isn't our strong point. Which is why we thought we might be the perfect people to do a history podcast. They can't sue you if they're dead. We're history looks at cracky bits of history that interest us. We're not historians or academics, just a couple of history nerds reading the books so you don't have to. We Are History, available to download from all the usual online platforms. You mean we don't have to copy them onto cassette and post them to everyone? No, dear. Good morning, Jericho. Morning, Joan. How are you today? Oh, I'm, you know, I've been better. <laughs> oh, no. What's, what's, what's going oh, on? Oh, dear. Well, as you know, I've been trying to sort of quietly get rid of my PA, Stephanie. Yes, and, uh, glumping old Steph. Glumping Steph. And yes. uh, it's really not gone down terribly well with her mum. No. Um, Alison, she's been very, very aggressive about it. And um, mm. Mm. Well, I think she, she actually she's... punched me. Yeah. Oh, no, Joan. I wondered because you had dark glasses I on. Know. And... Well, it's not my eye lift, um, which did work very well. Thank you very much. Mm. Although I know I look a little bit more... Um, you're not allowed to say oriental, are you? But uh, no, I don't think you Asian. are. No. Um, I like the lift. I like the angle that the eyes went. My mood admits he went a little bit far with mm. it, but um, yes, mm. but uh, so yes, but yes. So um, her mum giving me that wallop was uh, a little bit uh, uncalled for mm. and a difficult time for me post surgery. But yes. um, yeah, it's not. Uh, she's just not happy. She says, you know, she knows. I know all the stuff she went through with Stephanie as a girl growing up, as mm. a big, lumpy girl mm. who's never had any friends and no. s- smells no matter what she does, no yeah. matter what she eats. Or That's how a sort of glandular thing, isn't it? Yes, it's very glandular. Um, mm. She's always got quite bumpy glands up around mm. her body here mm. and there. Oh dear, what a shame. It's so difficult because, um, as you know, I've had um, Pierre living at the house for some time. Yes, hi. And he's such a fantastic guy, and I have found him actually of his own, of his own ruddy back, mm. doing a lot of really PA type work for me, right. just as a gift, just as a thank you, really, mm. for sort of as he puts it, basking in the uh, the sunshine of my love, mm, uh, which, you know, glory, yes, wonderful. And so, if, so he's from a French agency. He is. Yes. He is. Yes. He was sent over initially just to talk about redesigning the kitchen. Yes. Uh, because I wanted a more French farmhouse look. Mm. I wanted the rustic look. Mm. Mm. I also wanted a tree in the middle growing up through the floor. Oh, it's very Going French. up, up and up and up and up. up. Rather like a sort of Jack and the Beanstalky sort of wonderful... Well, I actually wanted that. And I wanted a, a Jack at the top of it. Pulling at beans or whatever it was. An, actual, an actual man or a, a young man or a sort of Well, sculpture. I thought we could... Either go for someone who just changed every couple of days, and mm. we could pay someone to mm. to be at the top. Yes, yeah, so an actor, out of work actor, yeah, someone who's fed up with Madame Tussauds or jumping around outside Hamleys. Yes, or Hampton Court impersonating Henry VIII, or whatever it is that they do. He would have a better time, I think, being Jack at the top of my beanstalk. Indeed, I mean, goodness, well, it's absolutely no brainer, isn't it, Joan? I mean, really, if you balance the two up, I mean, I know that uh, these poor folk don't get paid very much, do they, for sort of 
hauling people off the streets to buy, you know, substandard toys, etc. Um, and indeed, in these uh, medieval castles and what have you, you know, very damp, cold conditions. And uh, I don't think paid very much, so I imagine. Um, but, you know, you'd be having fighting jacks off, wouldn't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Mm. Um, Pierre was willing to do it for uh, a few days. Um, but I sort of took pity on him, really, because oh. he was so lovely. And yes. I could see up his shorts. Oh, no. Um, because uh, they don't wear um, underwear, the French, do they? They don't. No, no. no. I certainly got an eyeful. Mm, and he was wearing um, quite uh, baggy, baggy shorts mm. and uh, everything was uh, hanging quite low. And of yes. course, he's got that gorgeous low golden hair. Yes, what a low hung fruits with uh, that ebullient, uh, wispy, gold candy floss coating. Um, what could be more lovely, really? Absolutely. And I said, come down, let's have a nice... Cheesy onion soup, mm. uh, a couple of baguettes, and just you know shoot the breeze. Mm. Um, and um, he's just such wonderful company That's as wonderful. I, you know, struggle on through Ralph's uh, continuing existence, mm. but very limited, mm. uh, you know, in terms of interaction. And is Pierre, Pierre picking up some English now? He is grasping the odd word here and there. Yes. Um, and of course, the language barrier doesn't uh, impede him pushing Ralph from room to room for a change of scene, or uh, indeed your your mother in her microclimate uh, p- perspex. Absolutely, he wheels her out quite a few times mm. during the day. Uh, she goes out in the back, uh, back garden, doesn't she? Goes she goes down hour. a chute, and um, we've worked it out where she can actually float around the moat, mm. so it's it's wonderful. She has a little ride around, uh, That's it's almost like a fairground for a her. Sort of really. flume. Wonderful. Um, lucky her, lucky thing. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, so she's off there, and... Uh, Ralph, um, Pierre will usually leave Ralph under a tree somewhere mm. because he always loved nature. Oh, Ralph, didn't and, he? Uh, yes, yes. You know, they say the apple never falls far from the tree. It doesn't, does it? No, not in his case at any rate. Um, well, that's wonderful. I'm so pleased to hear it because it's been such a difficult journey, this PA thing for you, Joan. It really um, has. I think I'm going to have to probably struggle on with Stephanie um you know it's a it's a it's a mask really it's not real I've got to keep her there for Alison's sake because I I do live a little bit in fear of Alison I must say I've got a hammer under my pillow and uh, yes I've asked Pierre if he can um just sleep just in the corner of the room he's not nowhere near the bed um he's on one of my chaise longs can't he just pop on the end of the bed well he could um he does sometimes yes i just pretend he's a little doggy at the end of the bed Ah, uh, lovely little lap dog yes gorgeous uh, wonderful and i've got some lovely pajamas that um well he just tends to wear the bottoms Mm. because he's got this stunning chest of course yes goodness me yes you can see it i mean i've only ever seen him in a t-shirt but certainly uh, you can see there though can't you they're always those sort of Mm v-neck slightly camp but showing that sort of um gorgeous rivulets of sweat down his uh yes. his golden fluff yes absolutely and um some of those v-necks are pretty low cut aren't they um he does go i mean he's not absolutely not by yet you know, there's no question he's a very red-blooded heterosexual mm. isn't he mm. but uh, i think for that reason he's not afraid to go for these very plunging um, revealing necklines. Exactly. I think he's so confident in his heterosexuality that he has the ones cut right down to mm, the, the groin. Navel. And the groin, indeed, mm-hmm. as you say. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
It's yeah. just a wonderful look. And I love seeing his tummy button and uh, mm. the baby oil nestling in there with some old bits and bobs that mm. have not been scooped out. Mm. Uh, Bless him. Wonderful. Well, mm. uh, well, good luck with uh, good luck with that, Joan. Thank you. Dear Joan and Jerrica, my boyfriend and I recently took part in a group anal, his suggestion, which was organised by his cousin who lives up the road. It was fun at first, but then his cousin went at me a bit roughly and basically dragged out my back passage as he withdrew. He said, I must have a bad anus. It's now dangly and painful. What should I do? Mandy to Winter, Fleet. Fleet? I don't even know where that is. Um, Fleet. There's Fleet Service Station. Fleet Services, isn't there? Um, which I believe I've been through on a couple of occasions. I bought a Gunster and a, a can of something. Do you mean a Ginster? I beg your pardon, yes, a Ginster. Uh, for Cardinal, obsessed with pies at one stage. Uh, mm. Still is, really, but mm. um, back to this letter. Um, yes, you may well have a bad anus. Mm. Um, you, you know, uh, anal is not dangerous. Um, it's not going to drag out a, a passage that's uh, normal and well clumped in. But, mm. um, <clears throat> but no, a normal anus in a, in a group anal session will withstand an awful lot. Yes, it um, should be able to take a fair bit of battering. Um, <coughs> I mean, it's the only other possibility, and I'm hesitant really to suggest this because mm. I don't want to cast aspersions on uh, on the cousin. You know, there is a condition called ridge penis um, where a man is going about his business, um, popping in and out of the vagina and the anus, as men do during intercourse, uh, mouth and anywhere else that they can find um, to sort of hide, hide the sausage. Um, that in this instance, the cousin... Um, does it say his name? Sorry, Martin. Uh, Martin has got himself hooked on perhaps a stray clump of something or other up the uh, passage and that's drawn it down. And as he's withdrawn through no fault of his own, he's hauled out um, the anal glove and, um, and not popped it back in again. You could try pushing it back, um, Mandy, um, to get a friend to help. I don't know. Um, maybe go back to the cousin and see if he can... Uh, help you out with reinsertion um it's easily uh, dealt with this condition of bad anus or um ani columphus as it's called although the man doesn't really need to deal with it it's more that whether the woman is tolerant or not uh failing that just pop down to your gp they're very used to it mm. uh, there's usually a nurse there who you don't, you don't necessarily need to see the doctor there's a nurse there who'll be able to tuck it back up um and you won't know the difference but uh, yes, I, I, it's a common problem. Nothing to worry about. Thank you. Thanks very much. Dear Joan and Jerrica, I recently found out my wife had cancer and was as upset as she was. But once it sunk in, I began to get excited about the thought of a new life and the chance to pursue a much more attractive younger woman that I've been flirting with at our local library. She's 19 with fantastic bobbly boobs and come hither lips. I'm 71 and I could do with some fun. Bob Solzimen from Eastbourne. Well, this is a lovely letter, isn't it, Joan? And good for you, Bob. Hello. Love the Eastbourne. Rather wonderful down on the front there. and Gorgeous uh, beaches there. Yeah, I mean, people just... turn their, their nose up at that oh, they area at times. A, a snook, as you say, Joan. But, but no, nothing, nothing wrong with it. A wonderful walkway just above the sea. Um... Which is good for Bob Solzyman because he's got a little walker that he needs. Yes, so he, absolutely. he needs the ramps and the what whatnot. So, and hauling himself and sort of stumbling along the the pebbly area is probably not going to work so uh, yes obviously super super place to live a uh, wonderful wonderful place um so goodness yes well this library girl sounds rather a a, a hit 
Yes, well, he's taken some secret photos of her. Oh, yes. Um, that There's one here, obviously, oh, yes. with her climbing up the little ladder. Yes, goodness. Um, no panties. I was going to say, is that a uh, little bit of buttock? A uh, little bit of buttock and a little bit of, little uh, bit of the, the, the underside of the vagina just mm, opening just out. Just peeping and out. And I'm winking glad to at say, Bob. Winking, winking there at Bob. And I'm glad to say uh, she's uh, dealt, with, dealt with that area um, in terms of uh, removal of, of hair. Oh, so yes. I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, you, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to know what age uh, vagina that's, mm. that is. Yes, although it's not hanging low, is it? So you're pretty confident that that will be a, a relatively young vulva mm. Mm. Um, mm. that you're looking at in this photo. Um, quite pert, quite neat. Um, so yes, I'd say, goodness, <clears throat> quite a catch there, this lady up this ladder. Um, does he say where she's from? She's also from Eastbourne. Right. Uh, yes, it's um, a family friend or granddaughter of. Um, so Bob's known her for ever since she was a, a little girl. A little wee girl. Um, so he feels he has a connection with her. Yes. And he feels, he says in his long letter, that in many ways his wife also knows her. So mm-hmm. I think he's sort of looking for his wife's blessing. But he says in a longer letter, um, how do I know when my wife's actually going to die? Mm. Is there any way of speeding up the process? Which obviously sounds a bit heartless. But I think if we were honest, mm. any of us who've been in this scenario with a partner in a in a state of... of, of decline. Decline. Mm. You just want to know. Yes. And, you know, it's awful. These sort of, it's, it's awful waiting for the gas man to come, you know, if you've got it's to stay for a day or delivery or whatever. You know, waiting is very difficult. Um, not everybody's as patient as, as others. Um, and this is a man who, as you say, um, you know, really wants to move on and who can really blame him. Um, he says that he has an erection for most of the day, which yes. he says is not connected to Viagra. No, well, that's well, that's a jolly good sign. Um, and often you'll find that uh, when a when a partner's in decline, um, you know, it's a very natural response for the penis to be engorged um, every ten to fifteen minutes. Um, it's it's a, it's an old hunting um, sort of mechanism, really, where the brain is accommodating the decline or the death of this uh, other. Um, and of course, looking for pastures new. And if a gentleman ever finds himself single and only seventy-one, pretty prime in his shorts there with his uh, his check his gingham shirt and uh, you know some fun glasses. Um, this is a gent who's not uh, not going downhill with his wife. No, uh, no let's no. let's say. I mean, is there anything he can do to accelerate his wife's departure, as as twere? Well, I mean, if she's uh, is she still in the family home, or has she been moved into a? He says she's in the home. He would prefer it that she were not. Obviously, well, that would free up a lot of space for him and uh, yes. this young lady that he's uh, very, very keen on, uh, um, Alarina. Sure, that's called, a pretty name. Funny name. Miss at the beginning or something. I'm not sure. Yes, it's a very pretty name. And uh, yes, good. No, I mean, I do think that the first step really would probably be to move her out of the family home. Um, she's cluttering it up. She's probably uh, making it a bit whiffy. Definitely. I mean, I think this is one of the things. The smell with someone in this condition is absolutely foul. Yes. And uh, you just do it. It's not attractive. No, no. one's going to... He's not even going to have friends around no. from church for coffee with exactly. that kind They'll of thing going on. Gagging on their shortbread and unable to swallow their cocoa or whatever it is that he's made for them. So, yes, I would say ship her out ASAP, um, free up the space. He says he doesn't want to pay for a pricey hospice. Um, well, you know, there are some wonderful um, uh, places where you can get people in for a minimum rate ask the council i mean you may maybe consider divorcing her so that she doesn't have a, a separate income and therefore will be looked after i mean he does talk about a static caravan he has which he's not been used 
for I think he said 30 years. Right. Um, which is uh, right down at Land's End. Right. Now, I'm thinking that could be a very, very good option. Well, that's literally killing two birds with one stone, isn't it, Joan? I mean, good for him. He's kept on, very sensibly kept on a little separate space. Um, yes, pop her down there, take a bit, pop her in the back of the car, take her down there, take some biscuits and uh, squash. Um, you know, you don't want her starving, but... Um, but I think, you know, the point is that the more you fuss around these people, the more you do, um, the more likely they are to hang around. You know, it's all very comfortable, isn't it? She's not having to get up and clean and cook and what have you. She's lounging about upstairs. Um, you know, I'd say ship her out and uh, get on with this wonderful Alarina uh, lady who, very nice, very nice undercarriage, um, which no doubt you'll be, before too long, having a good old go at, Bob. So, um <laughs> Also, the bob. You. Can we just talk about the bobbly boobs just briefly? Oh, wonderful bobbly when boobs. he said bobbly boobs, I thought he meant bouncy boobs, but he meant actually bobbly mm. because he sent a picture here, and they're almost like a knobbly bobbly ice cream. Mm. Fun, tons of little sort of knobbly lumps. Now, those... some people would find that unattractive, but not not Bob Solzheimer. Well, let's say Alarine is a very lucky young lady then, if um, she has got this uh, grape boob. Uh, as we call it, uh, medically great breast, great boob, um, where you've got these essentially lots of tiny breasts uh, clamped onto the main breast. So you'll see, if you look closely at the picture, um, some tiny wee little nipples that are just poking out, different, some darker than others, um, some just a mere, almost like a smudge on the on the lump. Um, no, not, not a lump as in a, a concerning lump, although always good to get checked, as we know. Mm. But I think the beauty for a man like Bob is that you can nip around that breast and have all sorts of different little nipples to... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's um, like he's gone on holiday to yes. goodness knows where. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Somewhere that's uh, sort of swamped with white rhinos, clubs and what have you, um, where you've got your, your, your... You know, you can snack on a different nipple every night. Um, you know, instead, he's got it all in one package. Mm. So, mm. so good for him. Mm. Good for him. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for writing in, Bob, and jolly good luck. Dear Joan and Jerrica, I've had low back pain, recurring cystitis, joint pain, feverishness, bloating and exhaustion for several years now and I'm somewhat fed up. The doctors say they don't know what's wrong with me. Any ideas? Sarah Platt from Dorset. Mm, whereabouts in Dorset, does she say? She does. She has sent a little photo of herself oh. in the lovely Lyme Regis. Oh, she looks all right. She looks absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. All these symptoms, the low back pain, the recurring cystitis, the bloating. It, it could be ringing alarm bells, but the fact she's suffered from it for a number of years mm. and she's fed up. Mm. 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 It's, a t- it's sounding to me very much like a sort of mental downward spiral, Joan, I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, I think that poor old Sarah... Um, Sarah. Apologies, needs to start to have a good old look. And we take this time again, don't we? It's a good old look at... I mean, she's in the picture that, with a very nice... Uh, uh, what is that? A little uh, cocker... Cockatoo? A cockatoo, a very nice little cockatoo on her shoulder there. She's obviously got a nice life. She's got enough money to buy herself a, a, a bird, mm. albeit a, you know, a little bit of a... I mean, it could be a therapy bird. It could be a therapy bird. Oh, it's wearing a little... Yes, it's got a little waistcoat, actually, isn't it? With a little orange waistcoat. So, yes, that will be some sort of therapy bird. Mm. Um, but it may be, on the downside, that these symptoms are a reaction against this. You know, do you we... know what these therapy birds actually do? I know, obviously, the dogs, you stroke them all day long. Mm. Well, the dogs can be helpful and go and pick up. Mess from the floor, and you know they'll clean up things, and um, they'll, they'll lick out your toilet for you. Then absolutely, they'll yes. I mean, you just pop a little dog treat down in the pan, and they'll give that a good. Leave them without that; they don't mind. Well, sometimes they don't mind. It depends on the breed. Sometimes you float a tennis ball in there, and they'll spend hours licking around the rim. 
But, um, but you know, it sounds to me like she may well have an allergy here with this cockatoo on her shoulder. Uh, it's very near to her mouth. Um, who knows what she's inhaling and... Uh... How would that account for the cystitis? Well, you know, as we know, many of these things are just sort of systemic, aren't they, Joan? You get a little ear infection before you know it, you've got an inflamed vulva. I mean, the, 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 you know, everything's linked in the body. Also, I mean, who knows what she's doing with the cockatoo. Mm. Uh, she could be sitting down and if she's been told to stroke him, she's popped him on a lap. Next thing is he's pecking around a clitoris. Exactly. Um, and they're very inquisitive birds, so it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if that wasn't happening. Um, particularly if there were any bits and bobs. And I must say, with that waistcoat. Yes, with a little waistcoat. He's, he's really not an unattractive. He's, no, I mean, he's, he's, it's, well, it doesn't, it suits him, let's put it that way. And they've cut little wing parts out for it, and someone's done a decent tailoring job on that. Yes, I could see him playing snooker mm, very uh, happily. Absolutely. Uh, a little cigarette in his beak. That's it, and a little pair of glasses on, perched on the top, and uh, and uh, away you go with your cue. But, but um, clearly, as you say, perhaps for Sarah, he is the cause of her troubles, if, in fact, he is someone that's been in the picture for a very long time. Mm. She says in a longer letter that she has been married, but her husband tired of her symptoms. Right. Again, I'm sorry, but who could blame him? Mm, poor man. The letter is overall in tune, what I would define as somewhat moony, somewhat Windy. whiny. Mm. Should she stick with the cockatoo, or you think perhaps she should be asking for a different type of well, therapy pet? I think perhaps, um, I don't know, I would take the cockatoo to the vet, Get uh, just get some... Checkups. She done. says in her letter she can't afford this, she can't afford that. Mm. Uh, she's a bit of a door shutter, if you know what I mean. Mm. You know, you offer advice to these people and, and they'll always yes, but yes, no, but slam it back in your face. No, I mean the other thing is, um, you know, if anybody uh, recognizes this, these people, this cockatoo and and lady, um, you could always, if you see her, approach and make her an offer for the cockatoo. Um, you know, these birds are terrific company. Hope that helps, uh, Sarah. I must um, just stress that it's Sarah. I don't oh. know if I said it in the first bit. She's she's left the H off, and she strikes me as a type of woman who would probably get another symptom if you uh, were. If we, say, if we say the name wrong. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, hope that's uh, hope that's answered that question. Okie dokie. Well, that's all we got time for today. Indeed. So off we go. Off we go. <laughs> I'm off to buy a new pair of shoes, Joan. Oh, lovely. What type? Well, I'm going to get something strappy. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to sort of clump around the house in these uh, hefty clogs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you've got such delicate ankles. I've got I mean, tiny... as thin as a wrist. Yes, indeed. They're tiny. And of course, they do snap very easily. So mm-hmm. I have to be very careful with these strappy, mm-hmm. strappy shoes. But, um, you know, you can't live your whole life in clumpy old big no, boots, can you? No, no. And, um, you know, I... Uh, you know, my husband is away again. I'm I'm actually having a... I'm a bit sick of um, being on my own, to be honest, mm. at mm. home all the time, Joan. He mm. goes away. He says, well, what a whale of a time in mm. the Far East where he has a lot of business meetings, apparently. Um, and I've thought, well, goodness me, I'm going to have a bit of fun. And mm. um, so I've got... I've actually booked... Um, a, a boy band um, mm. who are going to pop over and just do, I don't know, just do a gig in the house just for fun and um, see where we go. Oh, lovely. Yes. Just you and the boy band. Just me and the boy band. And your strappy sandals. And my strappy gold sandals, which oh, I'm hoping to find oh today. So gosh, that'll be a bit of fun. Lovely. And I'll report back next Please time I see do. you. Marvelous. Please do. Marvellous. All righty. All right then. Bye bye.
Hello, I'm Angela Barnes. And I'm John O'Farrell. Or something like that. Detail isn't our strong point. Which is why we thought we might be the perfect people to do a history podcast. They can't sue you if they're dead. We Are History looks at quirky bits of history that interest us. We're not historians or academics, just a couple of history nerds reading the books so you don't have to. We Are History, available to download from all the usual online platforms. You mean we don't have to copy them onto cassette and post them to everyone? No, dear.